On the 26th of May, I visited Restore Hope Latimer, where we'll be next Sunday. And um, whilst I was praying for the church, I stood by the lake and I had the word forwards pop into my mind, but it was spelt four words. I asked God what that meant, and I believe the four words that he shared with me are four messages that he's wanting us to take note of as we move forwards together as a church family. Forwards into the Hub Heart home, uh, moving down there in the next couple of months. Forwards out of restrictions, Freedom Day on the 19th of July. Forwards as a church family into the community and into all that God has for us. As I've prayed into these four words, I believe God wants me to share two of them today and we'll explore the other two at another point. The two words for today are joy and presence. Joy and presence. Let's just pray before we open God's word and explore those two words. Father God, thank you for your love and your grace. Thank you that you speak to us and you lead us. Help us to listen to your voice today. May my words be transformed um, so that people can just hear your voice. Speak to hearts and minds and situations and bring your life, your joy, your hope and peace. In Jesus' name, amen. I want us to look at Psalm 16. Psalm 16, like many psalms, reveals the closeness with and, and the confidence in, in God that King David had. It contains thankfulness for God's protection of him and declares David's faith, basically saying, God, you are my present, you are my future. You are all that I am and you are all that I have and I'm safe in you, safe not just now but for eternity. And it's the last verse I want us to dwell on today as it contains and connects these two words, joy and presence. Let's read verse 11 together. You make known to me, David is addressing God, you make known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Or as some other translations put it, you show me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. What is this path of life that, that David uses um, in the beginning of the verse? David is basically saying that God has revealed to him the way to live his life. David's life is a daily walk with God. Verse 8 says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. This is a daily relationship. And as a result, there is gladness and secure rest. We can see that in verse 9. As well as the path of life being a daily living with God. The path of life um, is also confidence that David um, expresses in God uh, that God will raise him eternally, which we can see in verse 10 and at the end of verse 11, uh, the eternal pleasures at your right hand. David is on a path of life now with God and has confidence for the future eternity with God. What David declares here in Psalm 16 and then summarises in this verse, in verse 11, is more than just simply a guide to life here and a ticket uh, to heaven. It's a confidence in and, and also an invite into relationship with God. 
in verse 11, you fill me with joy in your presence. You, God, fill me with joy in your presence. I wonder how your levels of joy are today. I don't know about you, but the last year has thrown up so many things that have either attempted to or successfully robbed or squashed joy. Maybe the circumstances you have gone through or are going through have not felt joyous. That would be true for a lot of us, I guess. I sense that many of us are feeling weary with the distancing and restrictions and not being able to, to live life in, to the full, possibly. For others, the unsettling caused by the last year and also changes within the church with leadership and direction and not being able to gather together. And um, we're moving at some point to the Hubbard home, but we don't know exactly when. And, and some of those things have been a dampener um, to our joy. Whether we are weary or going through a, a wobble, an unstable, unsettling time, I believe God wants to restore or fill up the joy in us today. Not just give us a feeling of happiness, but to restore in you and restore in me a fullness of joy that gives us strength. To fill us afresh with his joy so we move forwards refreshed. If this is what God wants to do, we need to consider what joy is and how we get it restored. So what is joy? Joy is firstly a good feeling deep within us. It's deeper than happiness. It's even deeper than the feeling, if you're an England fan, uh, it's even deeper than uh, the feeling that you may have had when England won on Wednesday evening. Even deeper than if they win uh, the, the, the match this evening. I find and have found this definition from, from Rick Warren really helpful. Joy, that is biblical joy, is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. It's the quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right. And the determined choice to praise God in every situation. Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life, the quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right, and the determined choice to praise God in every situation. And Psalm 16 verse 11 says, In your presence, God, there is fullness of joy. God wants to fill us with, with that kind of joy, that um, God wants to give us an a settled assurance that he is in control, quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right. And he, he wants to enable us to make a determined choice to praise him in every situation. So how full of this kind of joy are you today? I ask not to condemn or to challenge things, but just to ask you to reflect so that we're open and expectant to God, for God to minister into where, uh, where he needs to, where, he want, where we, we want him to, where he, he desires to. How full of this kind of joy 
are you today? If you've been regularly engaging with Focus 15, you would have heard um, the story that I'm about to share already. My apologies if you have done. Going back to the 26th of May, when I was stood by the lake in Restore Hope, um, a fish jumped up out of water and dived back in. It was a momentary thing. It wasn't flying for a few seconds. It just popped up uh, out of the water and dived back in. Um, and I looked at the water and when I went home, I looked at why do fish jump out of water? Because um, it did it again a few times whilst I was stood there. The fish had sufficient oxygen that the, the water was flowing, that there was water flowing into it, water flowing out of it. I mean, it was clean water. You could see, see into it and it looked as if it had enough nutrients. The fish wasn't, wasn't evading an attacker that I could see or trying to catch something. It simply jumped out and went back in. And a few moments later, as I said, or it may have been another one, um, it did it again and again. And I asked myself, why was it doing that? Was it, was it for a purpose or was it just for pleasure? Was it simply expressing joy? Expressing that settled assurance that God's in control. Expressing a quiet confidence in God and as a result making the determined choice to jump with praise uh, to, to God, to delight in him through leaping out of the water. I don't know whether I'm reading what I believe and from, from these, these verses, uh, what, whether I'm reading that into the fish, but that's what I saw. And it was at the time when I was praying and God gave this word of joy and presence. I believe that God wants to bring this kind of joy to us again, to strengthen, to refill his people, to restore this kind of joy in him again. As we move forwards to, to feel that assurance and confidence and freedom, to once again delight in the pleasure of the Father and, and um, be able to express our praise and thankful joy back to him freely and creatively, like the fish was jumping out of water. So how does God do this? David said, you fill me with joy in your presence. He knew that it was through intentionally recognising the presence of God, intentionally coming into a place of encounter with God. So how can we get into that presence of, into the presence of God or that place of encounter First of all, I want to remind us all that it's not about a place, but about meeting the, the person, as it were, of God. God is everywhere. Psalm 139 reminds us of that. So if we're trying to get into the presence of God, we don't need to go to a specific place. We need to seek out an encounter with the person of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Secondly, we're to come with confidence, humble but confident. And I say confidence because I want you to know deep, deep, deep down that God of highest heaven invites you to meet with him. God wants us to meet with him, to encounter him. He wants us to be present in his presence. God has been stepping towards people in the desire to connect with them and for them to encounter him from the very creation of humanity. 
It's the story throughout the whole of scripture, a thread that runs throughout the entire Bible. God wants to be near, so wants us to be near him and to be in his presence, to encounter him, to know his closeness, his goodness. God stepped into the garden he had created for Adam and Eve to know, um, to, to know him with them. God walked with Enoch. God met Hagar after she had run away from Abraham and Sarah. God met Moses and the presence of God became the beautiful guide to God's people. Gideon encountered the presence of God whilst hiding in a wine press out of fear. And through Gideon's ongoing encountering with God's wonderful victories, uh, were, were, were delivered, were had by Gideon. Continuing through the, the Old Testament, we read of God meeting with people. And it's always God who shows the initiative. God, time and time again, makes a way for people to meet with him. And then as we open up the New Testament with, with Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, we see that God comes and sends his son, Jesus, John chapter 1 says, God became flesh and made his home among us. We've seen his glory. We've seen his amazing goodness, his, his power, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. God of highest heaven, walking, talking as part of humanity, living the path of life that he has revealed, bringing life through his teaching and ministry and becoming the way of life when he died and rose again, promising to be with us always. The, Ho the Holy Spirit, fully God, comes to fulfill that promise of, of God to be with us always, so that his presence would always be with the followers of Jesus, so that you and I today can experience that encounter with God in his presence. We can come into his presence and recognise him with us. You and me today, can experience fullness of joy from encountering the presence of God. And it's through the Holy Spirit, as Romans 14, 17 reminds us, it's through the powerful presence of the Holy Spirit that we receive peace and joy from God. The story of the Bible is a story of God stepping towards the people he's made. And in the end, in the book of Revelation, the story of God uh, comes it comes to an end in terms of the written story of God. And it, it says that God is with his people. He wipes tears from their eyes. And there's eternal comfort and joy in the presence of almighty God. God wants us to be with him and we can therefore confidently and humbly come to meet with him. He wants us to recognise his closeness. He wants us to encounter him and the pow power of his love and his truth. And to be confident that he wants us to be with him. He has shown us this desire um, through the whole of the Bible. And he's made it possible to come through Jesus. Thirdly, we need to respond uh, to, to God's invite and come humbly, openly and expectantly, responding with faith and trust and belief. To intentionally say, God, I want to meet with you and believe that you, you are here. Maybe the faith is as small as, as even smaller than a mustard seed. You say, God, if you are real, I want to meet with you. 
I want to encounter you. I want to, to know you in this situation now. We respond with faith, however small, however large, trust and belief. As I shared earlier, the words joy and presence are part of who I believe God wants us to increasingly be as a church as we move forwards with him. Two of the four words as we move forwards as a church. This is a personal encounter, uh, sorry, a personal invite from God to you to be refilled or to be filled with his joy as you come into his presence. But it's also a whole church invite. God wants to restore joy in us today. He wants to restore the settled assurance that he is in control of all the details of life. He wants to restore the quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right. And he wants to release in us a freedom and determined choice to praise him in response, regardless of the situations we face. That's the invite. How will you, how will I, how will we respond today? Let me pray and let us pray together now. Father God, we thank you for your invite and your desire to restore and fill us with your joy today. We come to you, restore us in your presence. Fill us with, with joy by the power of your Holy Spirit. And as we move forwards as a church, may each of us and us as a whole church family know a fresh freshness of intimacy, of power and provision and transformation that comes from encountering you, from being a people who meet in the presence of God and meet with you. In Jesus' name, amen.